where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm John. And I'm James. And uh, we're jumping into the 6th of January, 1983. Happy 1983, everybody. It's our first episode of the year, back in 1983. It's also the first episode with the opening Cheers is filmed in front of a live audience. Mm. And uh, the episode is Now Pitching, Sam Malone. Yeah. Good episode, strong episode. It's written by... Ken and Dave. Ken and Dave. Not their first time at the bat. Oh, no, no, sports no, metaphors, John. Sports metaphors. You, by this point, we should really be much more comfortable using them. <laughs> Still really? struggling. <laughs> but yeah, Ken Ken Levine and David Isaacs. But yeah, really nice. Well, actually, not a weird episode. It is a weird episode. Let's, let's jump into the... Cold open, yeah. Coach and Sam leave and lock up the bar and discussing their favourite time of mm. the day, which is quite an adorable conversation. <laughs> After they leave, Norm comes out of the toilet and <laughs> realises he's alone in the bar and has a whale of a time. I think he probably had the best night he's ever had. <laughs> Initially he was like, wait guys, wait, I'll be alone in the bar. And sort of gets quieter, sees, sees his opportunity and sometimes sits in the just dark has and make, drinks. <laughs> sometimes the man just has to make time for himself. So in this episode we see a, a, a famous famous sportsman walking to the bar. He's having some drinks with his commercial agent. Oh, is this Tibor Svetkovic? Yes, Tiborg. Tibor Svetkovic. Who is uh, Tiborg? Well, Tibor is fictional, but he's played by Richard Hill. Tibor only speaks in taglines from commercials. Which is a brilliant concept. It's a brilliant concept, but bit bigoted. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's quite... I'm blaming Ken and Dave. Yeah, this person from a foreign country can only speak in commercials. Taglines. Isn't that hilarious? I'm like, well, it's quite funny. I, I think it kind of helps set up uh, Lana's character, mm. who is the uh, commercial agent. Lana and, Marshall. Yeah, and what yeah. she actually looks for in her clients. And I saw it as it talks more about her than him, I guess. Mm. But you're right, it's, it's, a, it's reduced a, a character down to an accent and commercials. Barbara Babcock played Lana Marshall. She's... Perhaps most recently known for her role as Dorothy Jennings in Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. So the whole name of the programme? Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yeah. Yep. Catchy. Not as catchy as, as ours. Ours is catchier. What, where nobody knows your name? Yeah. It's catchier. A cheers podcast. Yeah. It's catchier than Dr. Doctor Quinn. Medical Woman. Medicine Woman. Mes- <laughs> I can't remember it. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. In the episode, uh, she um, she specialises in professional male athletes and getting them commercial advertisement yeah. jobs. Yeah. She identifies Sam as a ex-baseball player because I believe Carla tells her. Don't you know who you were just talking to? That's Sam Malone. And then um, then it adds uh, adds Sam to her books. Gets more, him a few jobs. More ways than one. More ways than one, and it gets a bit awkward. Awkward. Sam's not particularly comfortable with the arrangement. She uh, is expecting him to uh, f- fulfil some needs. It's a odd one, because it's the first time we've kind of seen Sam in a sexual scenario he's felt uncomfortable with, with a woman he doesn't feel comfortable with, you know, particularly because it's heavily implied that if he isn't with this woman, he won't get a commercial. I think there's a lot of... Uh, he feels a lot of shame. Yeah. When the adverts are playing on TV... Everyone in the bar is supporting him and cheering him, but he can't really see past uh, what he's had to sort of sacrifice yeah. in order to 
get those jobs. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting thing in today's society that that was there because in the last few years there's been the Me Too movement mm. and it's been brought to attention that a lot of celebrities have had to be in sexual situations they didn't want to be for the future of their career and the majority that have been reported now are women but there have been instances Terry Crews is a known example where men have been in that situation also and it was interesting to see Sam being in that position and that it kind of flipped mm. what has usually been happening to Diane we pointed out in a previous episode yeah. that Diane's been you know assaulted a few times and now Sam has faced himself in a similar situation and he doesn't know how to cope with it and I think um Within that scenario, they are able to explore um, Diane's sort of presence and impact on Sam's life and how she's able to support him through that quite a bit and offer a shoulder to cry on of sorts. Mm. And they are able to talk through it a bit, which is something which Sam hasn't really done before, is talk through his emotions. He's always been very self-assured, at least when it comes to Diane, he's been very self-assured about himself. And this is a scenario where he feels particularly vulnerable. Again, they use the office scene to mm. have that conversation about Sam having to make the choice to be in this relationship, which is very demanding of him, yeah. in order to be in commercials. And a lot of that is the appeal of fame. And Sam's felt like he's lost that fame. And he wants to get back in the limelight. And I think it's especially um, after the episode Sam at 11, yes. where he, he got almost a little taste of that. And it got taken away from him at the last minute because... They went and interviewed someone else instead. Um, in One for the Book, Sam's recalling how journalists used to quote him all the time. Mm. And now this was an opportunity where he was able to get back in, in the public sort yeah. of eyes. And it was sort of tainted by what he had to sacrifice to get that again. Through the episode, he realises that he doesn't potentially need that anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's not worth selling himself. Yeah. There was quite a few notes and callbacks to themes and stories in mm. earlier episodes. In the commercial we see of Sam, where he's advertising Fields, he gets the line right in the advert. Fields. It's refreshing, it's satisfying, and you don't feel full with Fields, you just feel fine. Do you hear what one of the other patrons in the advert says? No. They say, go get him, Mayday. Oh, do they? Which is a nice callback to a coach's daughter. Yeah, that's just quite nice. I didn't, yeah. didn't pick up on that. Though, so, I did find it odd that um, they got a alcoholic or recovering alcoholic to be in a yeah. beer commercial i didn't i didn't pick up on that but it is again it's it's about him selling it's what's it worth yeah putting on that act and then selling beer i know he physically sells beer all the time putting on an act and having to perform when he didn't really want to potentially is why when the advert's playing he's not feeling pride yeah. really he's feeling a sense of regret shame. regret and shame yeah what did you think of Lana as a character? I thought she was quite a strange character. Not very likeable, obviously. No. Within the show, we don't normally get characters like her. What I picked up on as with Lana was she was as witty as Diane, mm. but as flirtatious as Sam was. So Bad because combination. Of, because of that, it created an interesting dynamic between the three of them. Yeah, she, she actually, because Diane's quite known for her witty remarks. Yeah. And um, Lana does bite back. Quite a bit, yeah. and she knows what to say. Yeah. Um, and when you do combine that with Sam's sort of personality as well, you get quite a sort of dangerous character. It's a volatile mix, yeah. And that's something which um, Diane warns Sam about. She says, "Look, Sam, just watch it, okay? She's not one of your usual bimboettes." And she was right. I did find it 
interesting how Lana's storyline ended. You know, yeah. with, with um, Sam and Diane talking about it in the office. You know, Coach comes into the office and, you know, says, it's really busy out there. We need people to serve drinks. Come on. And, you know, Sam and Diane are like, oh, we're talking. And Coach just doesn't care. He, he, he literally kicks Sam in the yeah. ass. It really shows the impact that Diane's had on Sam's life because Coach has noticed it. And Coach isn't really known for picking up on things. But ever since Sir Isaac Hayes here came along, <laughs> no offence, Diane, I love Sir Isaac Hayes. But Sam, since then, it's been talk, talk, talk. For Coach, it's very black and white. You either, you got to do your job. And like you say, he comes out and kicks Sam back into action. But I think everyone in the bar also sees that Sam is impressionable by Diane. When they go into the bar, everyone cheers like, Sam's in trouble with Miss Chambers. Sammy's in trouble with Miss Chambers again. And it's, it's a nice sort of, everyone recognises her influence on him. And Coach comes in and kind of shakes it up a bit yeah. and kind of says it, but also says, you know, get back to work. In that scene, it really showed Coach being, again, that father figure he mm. was in Coach's daughter. And when you see those two episodes together and in comparison, you see everything that makes Coach He's such a strong father figure and, well, leader he is. Yeah. You know, he's very loving, but he's also very strict. If you have a job to do, you do it. It's always been so black and white up until Diane's there. Yeah. And Diane sort of added ideas of sort of morals and honour. And they've influenced Sam quite a lot. This is why now he's having moral conflicts about how he's behaving. Yeah. What coach motivates Sam to do? by kicking him and being that stern father figure is to break up with Lana. Mm. And Sam does break up with Lana and Sam says, I hope this doesn't mean my contract's terminated or whatever. And she goes, What kind of person would I have to be to drop you as a client just because of this? A dragon lady. I'm no dragon lady. Good, good. But I am going to drop you. Lana and Diane have a conversation at the door as Lana's walking out and Diane's asking her, why do you do these things? Lana says, You know, there was a time in my life when men would invent little tricks and schemes to get my attention. Well, now I'm the one who schemes a little to get theirs. That's not too unfair, is it? But don't be too concerned. Someday, even that won't work. Don't judge me until the bloom is off your rose, honey. Something that we identified was um, that Diane and Lena have that very similar wit about them. And it's kind of offering a, a very bad window into what Diane's future could be. And that's kind of what Lena warns her about. And it's not really something, it's, it's not an excuse, but it's a very, sort of, as you said, profound view of a cycle. I did find it interesting because what Lana's saying there was when she was younger, the power that people had mm. was that there was men demanding things of her and you know, she was in situations she found uncomfortable with men. Mm. But as she's gained a name and power and wealth, she's then been able to change that. Yeah. And it was interesting to see how these social issues surrounding gender then are still much the same now, that there is this power struggle which needn't be there. What have we got in terms of guest guest actors, James? Any? Uh, Louise Tiant mm. was himself in the commercial that yeah. Sam appeared in. Which, again, this is kind of goes back to the other thing, because Luis is the guy who can't pronounce the lines correctly. Yeah. And they get rid of a Cuban to mm. be replaced by 
an American in order to deliver the line. And with I, Louise and Tibor both a, not delivering yeah. their lines, I was like, mm, I was I'm a not bit confused uh, what the advert was for a bit. I thought Sam had been like cut from it because <laughs> mm. he walks in with his back to the camera, like half of it. Barbara Babcock. Barbara Bab- Babcock. Barbara 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 Babcock. Barbara Babcock. Barbara Bab. Barbara Babcock played Lana. I know, and uh, I looked a, l- a little bit into what else she'd been in. But something which kind of stood out to me was that uh, she's been in Murder, She Wrote between 1985 and 93. Five times. Wow. Every time, different character. Which I thought was a like a little bit a little bit quirky, you know. The, the <laughs> Bringing that, Barbara again. Bring, yeah, but Bad. she did all right. Yeah. Bring her back, you know. I wonder how many times she was the murderer. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. It was the same character each time, but a different name. <laughs> Do you think Andrew Lansbury will ever appear in Cheers? I mean, I know we could Google and find out, but... I hope she does. Well, I hope she if she does... Solves we'll, the murder, leaves. That, that part of that, was it the, the snow globe? Yeah. Might be connected. Might be. <laughs> the actor who played Tibor was Richard Hill. Mm-hmm. And he's more known as a writer. Okay. He wrote the New York Times bestseller, Pete Rose, My Prison Without Bars. I don't know if you're familiar with Pete Rose. No. Pete Rose was suspended from the MLB, Major League Baseball, in 1989 Mm. due to gambling. He bet on a game that his team was playing, and he stands to this day, yes, I did bet on the game, but I I bet for my team, not against it. My Prison Without Bars is about the controversy and Pete Rose's aspirations to be allowed into the MLB Hall of Fame mm. because he is a record baseball player but because of the suspension he's not eligible. That's not very good. You know, probably an interesting read. So he's quite interested in that. Yeah. In it all. He's a baseball writer which is completely but, different to Tibor Svetkovic. I, I suppose maybe that's why they found more humour in doing it because it was a well-established writer. I don't know how established he was at the time mm. but there is certainly... An irony therein. Yeah. Is that the door, James? It's the door. Trivia time. Trivia mail. The 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 letters are just in. Tell you what, James, who, who's going to open first? I think you can open first. There we go. We've got a nice pile there. Norm comes into the bar. Coach says, "Beer, Norm." What does Norm say? Yeah, I've heard of the stuff. Nah, he says, "Nah, I'd only drink it." But he does, he does have a beer. <laughs> in all seriousness, he does have a beer. Yeah. According to Cliff, what is the name of the next president? Yelnik Mugwana. Yelnik Mugwana. I've got, the, I've got the same question for you, James. So we've so, a question already. So Cliff thinks he has a theory about who the president will be. And if you go back in history and take every president, you'll find that the numerical value of each letter in their last name was equally divisible into the year in which they were elected, which is just nonsense. It's a, it's a lot of nonsense, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's Cliff, so I'm going to believe it. We touched on uh, my next question a little bit, but Coach's favourite time was at uh, 1.37. What's Sam's favourite time? I've got a similar question for you here. Uh, 8.15. 8.15, yeah. Coach used to like 8.15. Yeah. Grew out of it. Let's elaborate on that question. Okay, let's go. I'll give you one point for each answer. So you've got two points already. Oh. But can you tell me what is implied to be Norm's favourite time? Opening time? No, uh, quarter to three. How come? Because he starts singing the song 
quarter to three. Oh, okay. You know, so after they left talking about time, yeah. Norm realizes he's alone and is singing quarter ah, to three. Lovely fact. What country is Tibor Sletkovic from? I could name any country. You could. Uh, Russia. Czechoslovakia. I should have just went broad. Should have said European. Yeah. <laughs> no, Czechoslovakia. What, what were we saying here, James? About the episode, I... Yeah. Last call. What's last call? Get our last round of drinks in. Yeah. Two pints. Uh, maybe a couple of fields. A couple of fields? You don't feel full with fields, you just feel fine. And we're feeling fine here. We hope you are too. Thank you for listening, everyone. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. <laughs>